Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Boy, what a beautiful day. I'm looking out of the window here at St. Hubert's Cathedral, and it's one of those blue, blue, blue sky days. But it's going to get chilly tonight. I hope Newell Norman is enjoying his time in the out-of-doors this week, and I'm happy to have you join us. This hour, we've got a subject that we're going to be talking about called swatting. Now, that's something I do when I'm on the boat and the gnats and the mosquitoes and the sand flies come around. That's one t- use of the term swatting. But there's also another, and it's fairly recently this has come about, and it's actually it's a, a very dangerous criminal hoax. And this is where some false report is made to the police or law enforcement agency for the express purpose of luring them to a location they're led there to believe a horrific crime, maybe a mass shooting, a bombing, uh, a suicide, a hostage taking, something like that is in progress. What ends up happening is the SWAT team raids a completely innocent and unaware person or group of people. That is known as swatting. It's becoming more and more prevalent. And joining us to talk more about it is Dr. Alex Del Carmen. Uh, He's a criminologist, heads up the School of Criminology, Criminal Justice, and Strategic Studies at Tarleton State University in Fort Worth. Dr. Carmen, welcome aboard. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, This is Alex Hammerstone. I am a security uh, consultant with Trusted Tech. Oh, okay. I had the wrong Alex then. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, you have certainly qualified to talk about swatting. Tell us what, what you know about it. How is this pulled off and... How frequently does it happen? So it's something that is, is it seems to be pulled off more often just from following the news. You know, there's not necessarily a, um, a specific crime category for it, so it can be tough to track. But certainly, you know, if you're watching the news, you're, you're seeing it pop up more and more. And it's been around a while now, um, but it used to really be kind of limited to kind of online gamers and um, you know, people that spend a lot of time online. And they would, you know, the the goal originally was to try to get the SWAT team or the police to show up while somebody was live streaming uh, online. Um, And it was also, of course, you know, used to retaliate against people they didn't like and and so on and so forth. Uh, But it's it's really spreading now. And we're seeing it a lot with, you know, public figures and politicians now and and judges and and other people. Um, But it it really is a a fairly straightforward thing to pull off. Um, If you look at you know, a lot of the kind of spam calls we get and everything else, you'll see that it's pretty easy to spoof a telephone number, right? Um, it's very easy to hide, you know, who you are when you call somebody. And so what they'll do is they'll call 911 or just as commonly non-emergency numbers, because that's easier, and make a claim that, you know, something's going on at a, a certain address, um, you know, oftentimes a hostage situation or that there's been a murder or a bomb threat or so on and so forth. 
in order to get the police to show up. Um, and, and, you know, it can become a very dangerous situation very quickly. Well, sure, uh, from both parties, for the SWAT team that goes out because the person inside is unaware of what this is all about and what's going on, they may choose to try to defend themselves. And, of course, for the SWAT team, you know, it's also uh, risky that if someone uh, shows up with a firearm unaware of what they're doing, that, that, that could be a lot of bad ways this thing could end up. There's been also a lot of high-profile cases of this. I know the Secretary of State of Maine uh, got targeted with swatting after she took Donald Trump off the ballot in, in the state of Maine. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think she holds the record for having the most attempts at swatting there. Yeah, it looks that way. And, and, you know, you're, and you're seeing judges on you know other cases you know be targeted with this. And I think one of the things is, it, again, it's really a very simple thing for criminals to pull off, right? Um, it, it, you know, I, I don't want to minimize kind of the effort, but, it, but it's really similar to kind of calling and ordering a pizza to be delivered to somebody's house, you know, the, an old prank, except this certainly is not a prank and can have much worse consequences. How exactly do they pull this off without getting caught? Are, are they being caught and not just being identified or exposed in the media? Because I don't hear very much. I hear about the swatting, but not much about the perpetrators being brought to justice. How are they pulling this off without being detected? So there have been cases where, where people have been caught doing this. Um, you know, there was a, a pretty well-known case um, uh, a number of years ago uh, where there was a, a swatting incident in Kansas that led to someone being killed by the police. Um, and, and that uh, person was, was prosecuted. I think they ended up with about a 20-year sentence. Uh, but it's tough, right, because, you know, even if, if we can track down people, um, the resources oftentimes aren't available. And, you know, a lot of the, the ways to kind of hide who you are, they're very simple. They're very freely available. Um, and, and it can be tough, you know, number one, to find the resources just to kind of, you know, track down this many people. And, you know, oftentimes with technology, it is very easy to hide yourself uh, very well. Um, and so those create a lot of challenges, you know, not just to finding these people, but then prosecuting who's doing it. The prosecutions, is this done on a statewide basis? I mean, this would clearly be considered, I guess, domestic terrorism, and maybe the feds should be brought in and make it a federal crime. So there have been a couple, you know, laws introduced at the federal level of, you know, in 2015, 2019, and, and 2021 that didn't pass. There was another law introduced uh, this week, you know, to, to work to make this a federal crime and, and kind of add some consequence. You know, I, I think, you know, one of the things that's just, you know, I think a, a fact of life is, you know, when these types of things start to happen more often to, you know, politicians and, and so on and so forth, it probably becomes more likely that we get a law against it, um, even though they've been happening for a while to others. Are there any cases that have been brought to trial, prosecuted and sentenced that you know of? So the, the, the main one is, is what happened in Kansas, um, you know, that resulted in the death. But certainly, you know, this, as I said, this is something that's fairly common um, or, or much more common than we'd like, you know, throughout the country. And these things are, are generally, you know, prosecuted at a local level or a, a county or state level, depending on where you are, or a parish level. Um, and so, it, again, because it's not a distinct crime category, you know, we can kind of look through news stories and, and see when people have been caught doing this. Um, I will say one of the things I, I know when we see that involve kind of a spoofed phone number, um, oftentimes it's the criminal kind of bragging about it or, you know, telling other people what they've done that, that, that leads to them getting caught. So people certainly are getting caught on them, uh, but I don't have statistics around that. How much intimidation factor do you think comes into play? You know, they, a lot of the people that are target are uh, elected or appointed uh, government officials, they're judges. 
the fact that they're hearing about this and think they may become the next one, how much intimidation do you think comes into play where maybe they will refrain from taking action on something for fear of becoming a swatting victim? Well, I'd, I'd imagine a lot of people in positions power like that, you know, get a lot of threats through other means as well. And, you know, hopefully, you know, law enforcement's aware of that and can kind of make sure that these don't, you know, allow people to be intimidated. Um, you know, certainly we'd hope that people don't let, uh, you know, kind of terrorists and criminals intimidate them in that way. Um, you know, it, it's tough, too, because, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, as this becomes more known, more police departments are aware of it. But I would certainly encourage anyone who's a public figure, um, you know, to make sure that they kind of talk to local law enforcement, understand, you know, their awareness to swatting and kind of understand what the process looks like to kind of validate a threat and, you know, make sure that they're not kind of rolling in, you know, guns blazing, uh, but they're really going to kind of investigate it, you know, as it unfolds. So do you think there's also uh, what they used to call the Ferguson effect where, uh, the members of the SWAT team will go in not quite as, well, I don't know if they can go in not quite as alert as they should be, but thinking that maybe this is a, a prank call, maybe it's been a repeat uh, a location, that they're kind of pretty sure that it is, and maybe it would prevent them from doing their best work. So I think it's it's important that, that people do consider that it could be a prank, um, but, you know, it, it's just tough, it's tough to say, right, because that comes down to every single individual and how they're approaching any situation. Um, you know, but certainly we would hope there's always a measured approach, right? When you receive kind of anonymous phone call, um, you know, that, that purports that something happened. You know, a lot of these do come in through the 911 system. But, you know, when you're spoofing a number, it's much easier to call the non-emergency number or even use TTY, right, which is the, you know, available for people with hearing impairment. And so I think, you know, making sure that police departments, you know, especially that anything that comes through kind of non-emergency numbers or TTY, um, but, but yes, I mean, it's just something that's going to be very important to kind of consider and, you know, law enforcement tactics, just being aware, um, you know, of, of these spoofs. And I think that, um, you know, that's going to be something that's just going to be really important to continue to consider. So what do you think is the, the solution to, to solving this problem to keep it from getting on the rise? So I think any, like anything else, it's, it's faceted right um you know i I am not um uh, one to usually recommend additional laws and regulations but you know certainly you know making sure that this is something that's able to be prosecuted very easily um you know making sure that people are punished when they do it um from a technical standpoint um you know there's certain things that are are in flight um to kind of make it continue to be more difficult to spoof numbers um, but those can be challenging as well. Uh, so I think it's going to be a combination of kind of technical um, solutions, um, you know, uh, enforcement solutions, and also just continuing to really make sure that we educate, you know, police departments uh, that this is a risk and this is something that's happening and, and kind of thinking through it. But it really is tough to stop it, right? I mean, it's, um, you know, we've certainly seen the advent of caller ID, obviously, a lot of, you know, kind of prank calls and, and other things. And, you know, hopefully there'll be some technical solutions for this as well. We're talking with Alex Hammerstone with Advisory Solutions. He's the director at Trusted Sec. Uh, Alex, I, I got a, a listener that just texted in a message and said, perhaps the true crime is the government forcing itself onto private property without an investigation. Um, should there be exceptions for SWAT teams to not have to delay their tactics or their their approach waiting for a court order, you know, an investigation before they go in? How do you live with that i mean there's a very fine line between uh you know privacy rights and also going in uh, to to you know enforce the law properly 
So I think that that's obviously a, a tough question, and and um, but really, I mean, I think police, you know, since you know probably the dawn of time, if I kind of have the ability to, when there's an active situation, right? I mean, if if somebody's committing a crime on you know on, on private property and you know life is in danger, you know, the police generally are going to re- react to that. Um, you know, so I think that's you know probably the way it's going to to be and remain. Of course. Well, Alex, thanks for taking some time and, and talking about this uh, serious situation and uh, looking. Oh, wait, say that again. Oh, okay. Someone wants to know who pays for the damages. Good question. So these are expensive incidents, right? I mean, it's, you know, they're estimates between, you know, 10 plus, you know, per times they kind of send out the SWAT team and, and so on and so forth. Um and so it, it, I think a lot of times it just falls to the municipality, you know, whoever's funding, you know, whether it's a regional SWAT team or a local SWAT team or what have you, it, it tends to fall on kind of the law enforcement budget. Um, you know, you can certainly imagine that, you know, police departments, if they do prosecute somebody, you know, for doing this, they try to call that money back. But I can't imagine a lot of people who are perpetrating these things, you know, have a, a ton of money available for that either. So, you know, as of now, you know, like any other police response, it generally is going to fall on the, the, the municipality. Yeah, well, good luck on collecting anything from perpetrators. I don't think that's a, a good source of revenue to overcome those costs. Alex, thanks for uh, taking some time to chat with us. We really appreciate it and bringing uh, this to light, this, this very dangerous criminal activity known as swatting. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. When we come back after this, we'll return to our open lines, uh, to the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Got a lot of topics we covered this morning. If you'd like to weigh in on them, you're welcome to do so. We'll be right back after this pause. You're listening to WWL. I'm Don Dubuque filling in for Newell Norman on the Newell Norman Show on the Big 870. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 